Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. What a marvelous day that we have to be together in the sight of our Lord Jesus Christ and His Father, that we can praise Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength together as we encourage one another, as we spur one another on to good deeds. Once you know, yesterday, I was, went with the youth yesterday along with Tim and them to Greenville, and it rained. It rained all the way down there and all the way back. And the day before, I told Tim, I said, well, it's supposed to rain till midday, and then it'll be over. But just as you can see, the last couple of times that I've been preaching, if you want rain, ask me to preach, because the Saturday before I preach, it's been raining, okay? So if you're looking for some more rain, just ask that question there. But I wanted just to think about it again. You know, a lot of times thinking about rain and thinking about what we're going to be talking about this morning. You know, here in East Texas, you can tell it a lot. I know there's a lot of fishermen in here who like to get out on their boats and go fishing. I can see them smiling already here in the audience looking at that. But you know, a lot of times what you see on the news around here is those lake wind advisories, right? This wind that comes up out of nowhere and those fishermen want to get off the lake as soon as possible. There's also another man, a preacher, uh, a brother in Christ, who was talking about that every, every time he went on vacation every year, he would go with his uh, family. And they would go to Florida, and they would go to the beaches there, and then they would go to the deep sea fishing, you know, where they go way out into the ocean, where you get to where, you know, those little eight-seaters or something like that, where you get those things, you sit down, and those big fish come on and get those things. He said they went way out there one time where you couldn't see land anymore. And so you're pretty much way out there at this moment in time. And he said all of a sudden a big storm came and it was just raining, cats and dogs, hard as you could imagine, out in the middle of the ocean. And he asked the, the captain of the boat, he asked him, he said, are we in danger? Because it's so much rain and things. And he said, no. He said, don't worry, we're fine. He said, it's raining cats and dogs. He said, it can rain all it wants. What we need to be concerned about is the wind. Now, if the wind gets up, we're going to be in danger. And it's kind of what's going to be happening in the story we're looking at in the Bible when we see Jesus and his disciples. Jesus is with his disciples. He had just fed the 5,000. And they're going to be, many of them are going to be wanting to take him by force to make him king. And he's going to send his disciples on to the other, uh, other side of the lake. But look right here with me tonight in John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verses 16 through 21. Let's read this. And see what happens here at this moment in the life of Jesus. In John chapter 6, verse 16 through 21, says this here. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water. And they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Just wanted us to think a couple of things this morning. I know a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, we talked about being in the dark, talking about being in the cave, talked about that time of how that feels. Now imagine in the dark, like I said, I was in a cave once and they turned off all the lights. And you just see, you can't see anything. Now imagine being out in the ocean or in the mar or in the lake in the very dark with no stars, cloudy, and you can't see a thing and you're going all over that lake. Wow. And imagine the disciples at this time as they're going across there, it says that they are in the dark. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever felt 
in the dark? Have you ever felt like you were battling against the strong winds? Look what they were doing. They were simply going across to the other side. And all of a sudden, at this very moment, it says, A big, strong wind came up. You know what? Sometimes that just happens. I don't know what you may be in the dark about. Maybe it's things that's going on in your life. And we start getting a little bit concerned and we get a little bit scared. And we think about the things that are going in our lives. And, and, and one of the things that's really noticeable here is when Jesus begins walking, it says that they are frightened, that they are scared of him as he is walking by. You know what? One of the things that hurts us a lot of times is when we're walking in the dark. And we're not able to see where we're going. And we're rowing and we're rowing and we're rowing. It says they rowed for three or four miles and weren't able to get to anywhere. Can you imagine the strength and everything they had used to try to get somewhere and they weren't able to get anywhere? Sometimes we may feel like that. Sometimes may we be rowing and feel like we're going through daily life, day by day, the things that we're doing. And God, where are you leading me to? What is going on? What's the strong winds that's come into your life? I know that when we think about Jesus later on. And we think about Peter when he steps out onto the water and Peter is walking towards Jesus and it says, then he begins looking at the clouds and he looks at the storms and he begins sinking into the water. And at that time, Jesus holds out his hand and says, look to me, Peter. But at this very time, at this very moment, there's something very much different about the story this time of all of his apostles and them in the boat at this time. You remember Jesus is in the boat with them at a different time, right? And the storms come, and they're they're doing everything they can, and they will say, well, Jesus, wake up, wake up, wake up, we're going to die. And Jesus wakes up, and he says, peace, be still. And everything was extreme calmness after that. And they said, who is this, that even the winds and the waves obey him? Just as Job said in chapter 3, who is this, that even the winds and and the waves are in his hands, that he walks upon them? And as we think about this and think about that time when Jesus was in the boat with them and they were frightened and scared. But this time Jesus is not in the boat with them. And Jesus sees them struggling as he's there on the solitary place. And he begins walking towards them and he's going to be passing by. But as he's passing by, he sees their dilemma. He sees what they're going through. And at that very time, he begins to say, hey, Here I am. And it says here that they were doing this for three or four miles. Can you imagine rowing for so long and then imagine not knowing where you're going or how far you've gotten? Have you actually gotten nowhere? Have you started right back where you began? Have you ever done those things where you go out in the wilderness and you get lost and you try to find your way back and then you find yourself at a point where you've already been? You say, man, I'm going in circles. God doesn't want us to go in circles. God wants us to have direction. God wants us to look for him. You know what I think a lot of times also is when we feel in the dark. It's probably like Paul said in 2 Corinthians when he was talking about his life in chapter 1. He said when Paul was talking about his life, talking about the things that were going on in his life. He said, we indeed felt the sentence of death in our lives. But this happened in order for us not to depend on ourselves. But to depend on God who raises the dead. Amen. We depend on a God who raises the dead. And God, Paul said, we felt the sentence of death. Perhaps the disciples again were feeling the sentence of death as they were rowing. Out in the dark, out in the, out in the sea as they were going at that time at that very moment. 
And the one thing that they needed to be able to take care of themselves was Jesus. And Jesus was walking by, but it says that they were frightened. Now, I don't know about you. That just kind of makes it kind of weird, doesn't it? To think that they were frightened. But why were they probably frightened? Because they were focused on their anxieties. They were focused on the things that they were happening to them. And as Jesus was walking by, they didn't see him clearly. Even Peter said, oh, whoa, wait a minute. That's a ghost or something like that. But Peter and those will notice a moment that it was Jesus. Paul will say in talking about our anxieties, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God and the God of peace will be with you as you treat them and bring them with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. Now, I don't know about you. Are you anxious about anything in your life right now? End of the year. Holiday season, all of these things going on, maybe parties to have to go to or thinking of loved ones that we've lost or thinking of how am I going to get through this month paying, paying my rent, paying the things and still having something for Christmas. All of these things, all of these anxieties, what's going to happen this next year? What's going to be going on in my life? All of these things that happen to us and bring us on and we just keep on rowing. And if we start focusing on every single thing that makes us anxious, we start to forget to look to see that we can see Jesus. And when we see Jesus, we start to get frightened of him and scared of him. Because why? Because sometimes there are anxieties and the things that we suffer with is sin. And we do not want to belong to sin. We know that sin enslaves us. We know that sin keeps us in the dark. We know, as it says, for the wages of sin is death. And we understand that sin separates us from God. And we no longer want to live for sin because now we understand who Jesus is in our lives. And we don't want to focus on sin. We don't want to focus on those things that are going to bring us down. We don't want to live for those things anymore. But when we're in the dark... And we allow sin to be around us. And when Jesus is walking by, if we're frightened of him, we will stay in it. Don't be frightened of Jesus. Don't be scared to bring your anxieties to him. Be it anxieties of family, financial anxieties, anxieties over sin. Bring it to Jesus. Whatever it is. Look what it says here. It says in these verses here, it says, By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. Even harder, all of these things. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. The same Jesus that was in the boat with them in another time. Now this Jesus is walking towards them and they are frightened. Why were they frightened? Well, they were in the dark. Ephesians says, arise sinner and allow Christ to shine on you. Let the light of Christ shine on you. You know what? The darkness doesn't like the light. But the light of Jesus is stronger. And as we walk and we understand that we're in the dark when we're without Jesus in our lives and we start to look to him, we may be scared because we understand who Jesus is. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Messiah. Jesus is 
Savior. Jesus is the reason that we have life eternal. Because of the cross that he, that, the death that he buried, but died on the cross for each and every one of us. And as we understand who Jesus is, perhaps as Jesus is coming towards us, we get frightened because Jesus, you're just too big for me. Jesus, how in the world could you love a sinner like me? Jesus, how can the world, you know the anxieties that I have and the things that I go through and all of these things. I'm not just, as it says here, scared, as it says here, frightened. I'm terrified of you, Lord. How am I ever going to allow Jesus to get close to me? Well, you know what? Praise God. Praise God. Jesus reassures his apostles. He doesn't leave them in the dark. As he's walking by and he was going to pass by, but he sees that they're frantic. He sees they're anxious and he sees they're frightened and he sees that they're terrified and all of these things are going on and all these things are happening. And as they are frightened, he says, but he said to them, it is I don't be afraid. Amen. It is I don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to bring to Jesus. The things that you struggle with. Don't be afraid to bring the sins that you struggle with to Jesus. Don't be afraid. He loves you. He wants you. He desires you with all of his heart. He desires you with all of his being. He loves you as the Father loves you and sent his Son for you. Jesus loves us so much. Jesus would tell his disciples while they were here on this earth, as we remember, and he remembers us in Matthew when he was on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. And he tells us, don't worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And he says, don't worry about what you will eat or drink or, or wear, for even the pagans run after these things. And this is not so with you, but ye seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Don't be anxious. Give it to him. Give it to the Lord. And allow the Lord to work in your lives. And allow the Lord to take you out of the dark. Amen. Whatever it is. Whatever you're going through. Jesus has told his disciples many times, don't be afraid or to take courage. You'll see over and over again in Matthew and Mark when he talks about this moment. Jesus says in, in, in Mark here, he says, don't be afraid in John. But in the other verses it says, take courage. Have courage. And Jesus would also say to his disciples later, I have told you these things, talking about the things that they would go through, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have an easy life? No. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen. In this world you will have trouble. Jesus didn't say it's going to be an easy life giving your life to him. But Jesus said in this life, you don't be concerned about tomorrow. I will take care of it. And don't be scared of that who can kill the flesh, but who can throw our bodies in hell. Jesus says here in these verses here, I have overcome the world. Now, why is that important for us to know? Maybe we don't feel like we're overcomers. Maybe we don't feel like we can bring our things to Jesus because of the things that we've done or the things that we've done in our life. And we think about who he is and who we are and we say, Jesus, who am I 
to make a difference? Who am I to be different than anybody else, Lord? Lord God, help me to understand who you are, Lord God. I want to not be afraid. I want to understand when Jesus says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It is I, I am that I understand and I uh, receive his call and I do it with all of my heart. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't stay in the dark. A lot of times we know that Jesus is the answer. We know where we need to get to. When all these things in life are running and keep us going crazy, right? Day after day. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I don't have time for this. Bring it to Jesus. Allow Jesus into your life. Allow Jesus to say, don't be afraid. Melba, take courage, Mr. Autry. Take courage. Don't be afraid. In this world, when you have trouble, remember that I have overcome the world. Remember that, as Paul said, and he says it so well, to me is to live, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. What an awesome thought to know that we have a God like that. And you know what God told Paul while he was in Acts While Paul was being thrown into jail and he was thrown into the barracks and Paul was wondering where he's going to be going. He wants to go to Rome. And then Jesus will again appear to Paul and Jesus will say these words to him in Acts chapter 23. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, take courage as you have testified about me in Jerusalem. So you must also testify in Rome. Lord God. Give me courage to testify for you. Take courage where you are daily to let people know what Jesus has done in your life. To let people know, you know what, I was in the dark, I was in trouble, and had all of these things going on in my life, but I found Jesus. And when I first heard of this Jesus, I was scared to death because he is so holy. He is Lord. He is all of these things. And who am I that Jesus would want anything to do with me? But I found out that Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so is what we sing. Amen. Jesus loves me. And we remember that we are not alone. And we remember that we're not called to stay in the dark. But to look for Jesus as he is passing by. Hebrews will say it so beautifully when he's talking about Jesus and talking about Searching for Jesus in Acts chapter 17. We'll talk about it so well. Also, when Paul is in Athens and he says, God made this, God made this Jesus and God who God is. And he said that God appointed men in their exact times and places in Acts chapter 17 so that they might search for him and by searching for him, find him. Whoever it is in your life that you know that's looking for Jesus, searching for Jesus, help them to search with all of their heart. If you're searching for Jesus, grab for him. Search for him. Search for the truth that's only in the gospel. Search for the truth that's only in Jesus. Remember who he is and what he has done for you. Remember that Jesus is there walking by and Jesus is telling you, don't be afraid. It is I. Jesus is willing to take all that we have. Just as we said earlier in Philippians chapter 4. But I want us to understand the greatest point in the world. 
when we understand who Jesus is and what he has done, our frightened hearts, our terrified hearts turn to delighted hearts. Look what it says in the verse here. It says, a strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Did they believe him? Look what it says next. Then they were willing to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. You know what's so great? When they understand who Jesus was, it says they were willing to take him into the boat. The question is, are we willing to allow Jesus in our life? Are we uh, willing to allow Jesus in our boat and the things that we're going on? What are we rowing with? What are we in the dark about? What are we scared about to talk about Jesus? If we are struggling with sin... Don't be scared. Confess your sins and he is faithful and just to forgive you, as the Bible says. Don't be scared to talk to Jesus about it. Talk to Jesus about the things that's going on in your life and say, Jesus, I am delighted to know that you said, don't be afraid. Come on in, Lord. Take care. Take, take, take my life. Take my direction and allow me to follow you with all of my heart, with all of my soul, and with all of my strength. Are we willing to allow Jesus in? Are we willing to allow Jesus into the church and say, Jesus, sometimes we don't have it together. Sometimes things are not going the way we want. But Jesus, we want to give it all to you. Amen. It's your body. It's your church. It's your kingdom, Lord. Allow us to have direction based on who you are. You are Lord of lords. You are King of kings. Lord God, Jesus, thank you that you said we shouldn't be afraid to bring to you our weaknesses, our hardships, our troubles. But also we can bring to him our joys and say, God, in the joys that I have in my life, continue taking me in the direction that you want me to go. Allow me to go to those things in my life. And you know what it says here when it talks about this word here also, when it talks about they were willing to take him into the boat. There's some different definitions for the word willing there. And one of the definitions, some of the definitions is they desired to take him into the boat. They loved to take him into the boat. They liked the thing that they were doing, taking them into the boat. They had pleasure in taking him into the boat. But the one I like, it says, is that when they were willing, they were delighted. Woo, that's delightful, right? That phrase, that's delightful. What is delightful? Something that you enjoy. They delightfully welcomed Jesus in. They were fired up to allow Jesus into their life, man. Jesus, Lord Jesus, come in, take control. Delightful. Delightfully said, Jesus, I'm giving it to you, all of it. Come into the boat. And when he came into the boat, what happens at that very exact time, at that very moment, Jesus entered into the boat. And as they took him into the boat, immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. They were going somewhere, but the wind and the rain and the storm and everything had got them all out of wits and all out of whack. And they didn't know where they were going anymore. 
But now that they saw who Jesus is, and that they're no longer terrified and understood who Jesus was, Jesus, they were willing and they were delighted and they were fired up to allow Jesus into the boat. And as soon as Jesus got into the boat, he got them to where they were going. Amen. Where are you going? Where do you want to go? Where is the direction that we want to go? I know that it says in God's word of Philippians chapter 3 that we're looking for Christ heavenwardly. Our goal is to be there with Christ when we receive the crown of life. It's because of the life that we live for him. Running the race in such a way, as Tim said in Hebrews, to achieve the crown of life and delightfully doing it each and every day. When Jesus says, don't be afraid, what's he telling us? Ronald, I'm not going to leave you in the dark. Don't be afraid. Mr. Coy, I'm going to bring you into your safe haven. Don't be afraid. And whatever's happening around me, Lord, at the time, whenever I feel that the anxieties of life are coming, may I look around, Lord, and look for you passing by and know that you are there. James says... If we come near to God, he will come near to us. Resist the devil and he will flee from us. And God will come near to us. This morning, the simple prayer, the simple prayer, the simple message of God this morning for us is if you don't have Jesus in your life and those things are happening, give your life to Jesus. Allow him to give you direction. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But in this world, I have overcome the world. And while you're going through these things, I want you to know that I'm going to be with you. And that's why Paul could say in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Praise God to the God of all comfort and mercy, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can help those who are, so that we can comfort those who are being troubled. Whatever person is here this morning, maybe you've gone through something. Maybe you've gone through the loss of a loved one. Maybe you've struggled with sin of alcoholism, pornography, whatever it be in your life. And you know that the Lord has healed you from that. Take joy in being able to let others know and say, hey, you can win this war as well. But to win it, don't stay in the dark. Don't be scared of Jesus. Run to Jesus. And when you run to Jesus, let him take it for you and let him lead you in the direction that he wants to go through his word, through his spirit living in you. Jesus indeed paid it all. Paid it all on the cross so that we should be scared of him? No. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. Amen. God so loved the world, that he did that. Jesus loves us. Jesus wants us. Jesus says, I paid it all. And he says, you know what? Three times in the Gospel of John, he's going to say, hey, the the Messiah, the Son of Man, he's going to die, he's going to be buried, but he's going to be raised again on the third day. It was on Jesus' mind constantly. But Jesus in John 17 said, God, I'm so looking forward to coming back with you to have the glory I did before the beginning of time to be with you. 
Jesus says, I want to pray for my disciples who are here. Lord, not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one so they can tell others about the gospel. And God, I'm praying for those who are far, far off. Brandon, we're about 2,000 years off when Jesus prayed that prayer for us. Amen. But Jesus said to us, I'm praying that prayer for you this morning. If you are not in Christ this morning, Jesus prayed that you would believe in him, obey his gospel, live for him each and every day. Jesus wants you to believe that he paid it all and that he's living again and he doesn't want you to be frightened of him. And if your life is in Jesus, if your life is in Jesus and he's in the boat with you, don't forget that he's in the boat. Amen. Don't forget that he's in the boat. Because the disciples in the other time when the winds and waves were coming and all those things were happening, Jesus was in the boat sleeping. He wakes up and says, oh, ye of little faith. Jesus is saying, for you who are in Christ, don't be scared. I am with you. The winds and the waves, they come, yes. But Jesus is telling those, I'm in the boat with you. Peace, be still. God wants you to have a heart with peace. And he says, bring all things to him. And the peace that passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Praise God for Philippians 4.13 who says that. That gives us that comfort. The peace of God which passes understanding. You can tell somebody, well, how in the world can you be a Christian today after all the things that you did? Oh, because Jesus is Lord, because Jesus loves me, and because Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all for you this morning. If you are not in Christ, we want you to come to him this morning. And if you are in Christ and you need the prayers of this church family to help you remember that Jesus is with you in the boat so that he can give you the direction, come as we stand and sing at this time. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D. C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol dot com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 818- West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas, 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.